we couldn't even infuse the idea of something beautiful happening in the midst of something painful. So we literally had to step away. Welcome to Chatting Over Chowder. We're your hosts, Bethany and Sherline. Chatting Over Chowder is a podcast where we ask people in the podcasting industry what podcasts they listen to while eating chowder. Join us for some fun, laughs, and tomfoolery. Get your spoon ready. We're about to dive in. All right, queens, are you guys ready? Yes. I won't say your last name. I won't. You don't have to. I'll I'll share you. I'll be like, she's like, share. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so, because I'm like, oh, no, no, but she doesn't have it written down. (laughs) (laughs) So we will be one named, (laughs) actually two names. Aldemise Nicole is a best-selling author, speaker, brand strategist, and publicist with a heart to help her clients win as the founder of the Ezer Agency. She attained her undergraduate degree in mass communications, broadcast journalism from Virginia Commonwealth University, and completed her Master of Management degree from the University of Phoenix. She has over 12 years of experience with public relations and marketing with companies small and large, including CNN, Cartoon Network, Black Bride Magazine, Church's Chicken, Sutter Home Wines, and more. The Ezer Agency is the beautiful birth and manifestation of pain transformed into purpose. After a difficult season in her life, she discovered the meaning of Ezer's connecto. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> it's Hebrew. It's, yeah, it's a lie. <laughs> it made it her mission to live her truth boldly while inspiring all women to do the same. Beyond her agency, she is a wife, mother, daughter, friend, and diversity champion committed to bringing representation and access to the front forefront of business. She leads a global team of women warriors through the Ezer Agency with core values rooted in excellence and sisterhood. Yas, queen, thank you so much for being on the show. Queen, 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 queen. And the best part is like, we're not just meeting each other for the first time. No. We're booze. The fact that I could not read anything in your bio <laughs> is just sad. Saddest day. Weep. Tears. Ridiculous. No. I apologize for that half-ass attempt to be no, able to read okay. and have reading comprehension. <laughs> it is truly a Friday. <laughs> It's not even a Friday. It's a Friday. <laughs> so you are just the most amazing light and love and filled with so much knowledge and just in like this tiny package of awesome. So tell everybody that listens to Chatting Over Chowder what your business is, how you derived your name, what it's all about public relations what actually public relations is means and does because a lot of people don't have a a basic Sherilyn and I were talking about this earlier they don't have a basic understanding of what public relations is so tell us how how your journey into public relations yes okay so I'm I'm gonna leave the business stuff later because we need to get into this meat girl we need to go ahead and just talk about the details so I started in PR uh 
oh my gosh, right out of college, honestly. And I didn't, uh, it wasn't intentional. Like, oh, I want to go into public relations. I just knew I wanted to work at Cartoon Network. CNN was that way in. So I was like, okay, I'll, you know, work at CNN for a little bit. But my goal was Cartoon Network the entire time. So I was like, okay, well, we'll, we'll do this. But I always landed in the PR department. And it wasn't until I got into the PR department, probably for about a good six months to a year, to realize that PR is all about um, controlling, managing, or building the perception. And the perception creates reality. So although you may be like, I'm not that, I'm this. I'm not that, I'm this. Well, if so-and-so think that you're that over there, that's actually what you are because that's what they're going to perceive you as. And they're not going to treat you how you think you're supposed to be treated. They're going to treat you based off of the perception that is creating their reality. And I realized that I was like, oh, I am all about presentation and really pretty packages. And like, you know, like if I'm if I'm cooking breakfast or something, I'm going to sprinkle the powder, the sugar powder just perfectly. Like that is that is presentation. That's that's how it's presented. That's the perception of what you're giving. And that's PR. And I think that a lot of people think that PR is like a sales-driven thing. I mean, it, it certainly could be. However, PR gets you exposure. Marketing gets you leads. Sales get you sales. Please understand. So so the the PR gives you the street cred. If somebody was to Google you on these internet streets, hello. And people will be like, oh, I don't really need PR. Well, sir, ma'am, if someone was to uh, Google your name, your brand, what shows up? That's PR. You came out of the gate like a thoroughbred. You were like, <laughs> damn, I'm not even going to ease these people in. I'm going to tell them this is it. If you have not started taking copious notes yet, you need to stop, get your pen and paper, you dropped like 15 gems in a hella five seconds in. <laughs> Let the people get a drink. Let them get acclimated to what you're about to say. Look, I didn't even just... tell them about Azar. I was just like, let's just go in. Let's just. You just did roundhouse I... kick. They came from Pilates and you gave them a kickboxing boxing class. Well, because I feel like a lot of people do. They don't necessarily understand the full scope of what PR is and why it's so important. So it's not necessarily directed, directly connected to like the bottom line sales driving mechanisms. However, it is directly connected to the perception as to why someone should buy from you, why exactly. someone should like you, why someone should trust you. So it's directly connected to that stuff that like, kind of like in like the, the soft people skills versus the hard people skills. PR is the soft people skills. Like you could be great at what you do, excellent at how you deliver. But if nobody knows you, what you doing? Especially, right? Like, especially within social media now and everything that you have, it's so easy for you to, you know, create your own perception. However, you don't know what other people are saying about you or what other people are also, you know, who either want to take you down or have a negative review and, and that's other things that people don't realize that yes I think is important too but um googling someone is so important nowadays 
you just Google someone's name. That's what I did when I first, um, when Bethany first introduced, I was like, let me look about to me. You know what I mean? And again, if you have that stuff in place, that's, you're now controlling that narrative and people see what you want them to see rather than a negative review from Sally who, you know, did barely bought your product or your service and had something to say about you. You know what I mean? So it's like, rather than someone else controlling the narrative you get to, and I, it's brilliant. And I, um, I think it's so cool to understand more about that side of yes. the business. And like you, you made a great point about like Googling others, but friends Google yourself and make it a habit to do it at least once a month at least because you never know you 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 have no idea listen let me tell y'all a story let's let's have story time so when i first graduated from vcu i was i was angry because i had a lot of student loans that were private student loans even though i did that i did that i signed every single one like i was like okay sally we gonna ride like i i did that right but then i got out and i didn't realize like oh like I need to pay all of this plus like rent and a car note and all, like didn't even think about that right right just was only like oh that's how much I want that right so I had a moment of like oh my gosh what did I just do right so I called Sally at the time I was like listen I was like y'all y'all need to work with me because I just graduated I literally just got my big toe into a job that is not on a campus and I'm just not making enough money to pay y'all what y'all want and they were so um they they were kind of just like factual and they weren't trying to help um so what I did y'all because school was amazing I found the president at the time I found his name and then I Googled the president's name and then I put in Sally May and then I put his email in the Google and the Google gave me exactly what I needed. So I found the president and I found his EA and I literally documented how those conversations went with all of those different reps. And when I tell y'all, like I even found a forum online and this is where that's going. I found a forum online and I was just going in. I was like, they are not being helpful, blah, 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 blah. Now, granted, anytime you do something of that magnitude, like when you go to the president of the company, stuff gets done 30 minutes tops. So my my cell phone was ringing from his EA. They knew me. They knew me. They, she would be like, and my maiden name is Hamlin. Miss Hamlin, is everything okay? We're just calling to make sure your student loans are fine. Like they knew who I was, right? But so did Google because I put that form in. So if like for years, I would say probably for about five years, if you were to Google my name, that full complaint was like number one. And I love, I love that, that, that history of you entering something into Google and that conversation followed you because people don't realize what you do today dictates your tomorrow. Yes. So there are these people who are trying to become comedians or well-known in the social media streets or be recognized as an expertise in something where 
yesterday they were popping off at the mouth in regards to either race relations or their feelings on something and when that comes back to bite them in the ass they're like no 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 but that was me yesterday that's not me today so you should trust who I am today because yesterday I was a different person and it's like it doesn't work like that no when it comes to relationships and expectations and that's why with social media the way that it is now People are really getting their feet put to the fire for things that they thought were private because it was on their private page or their private social media when they have no rights to that. No. And can we just add, people can screenshot stuff. <laughs> they could screenshot. I, when I was at CNN, there was a, a, a young lady who worked at CNN as well, and she was having a Twitter war i guess with someone and the person that they were you know going back and forth with actually tweeted to cnn to my department directly and was like oh these are holes y'all employ oh okay because it went to our department we had to send that to hr because we had to send it to hr hr had to contact her manager because it got to that point, that young lady lost her job. And yes, her Twitter account was private. So it's, yeah, I, I don't, you know, I think we should always remember that, like, I see, I see social media as a podium. It's like a stage. It's a digital stage. And every single post that you put on is like, your microphone, like you speaking into the microphone and you're talking to an audience. The audience is like your followers or your fans of your page. Every time you step up to that podium, you should be very, very intentional on is it inspiring? Is it informing? Is it educating? Or is it entertaining? Right? And then being mindful of like, after we, after I post this, then what? Then what? Because there's going to be a what. And that doesn't necessarily mean you want to um, you want to avoid people who don't like your message. That's not it. That's not it. You, you're going to have people who don't like your message if you are standing in something. There's going to be people who will be like, uh-uh. And you actually want that because it helps you to determine who your audience is versus who your audience is not. So that's not what I'm talking about. It's more of the character type of content is more of like we're literally seeing this unfold on social media right now literally it's about character it's about your integrity it's about the fact that if you just said what you just said and somebody took a screenshot of something else would that be contradictory that's the stuff that we should really, really consider. It's speaking your truth and being yes. able to, to back up your truth if somebody finds it controversial or somebody tries to come at you in, in, in any type of way. It's, a, it's being able to defend yourself in a professional manner because you can rake somebody through the coals without calling them one foul name. Yes. Without disrespecting their character. You can tell somebody how you feel either about them or their work ethic without 
disrupting who you are as a person. Yes. And that's how you know you're a professional. That's how you know you are walking as your authentic self. Yes. Because if you don't know who you are, you're going to flip the script real quick and it's going to come back at you. And especially as business owners, right? And we're only thinking about it from a, a sentiment perspective, but let's be honest. IRS use this stuff too. Let's be honest. Like, you know, if, if you're a business owner and you out here, you know, making coins, doing all this, all these things, but you're, you don't have an LLC or you, you don't have an escort or you don't have like, all of this stuff is documented. It's all documented. So you have to just, even beyond just intimate, understanding like how you navigate, even down to, you know, my agency, we do PR and we do social. Down to knowing that if you are a business owner and you are promoting exclusively from a personal page, you are violating, you are violating the platform's advertising policy. And they would have every single right to shut your page down with no notice whatsoever. If you are only promoting exclusively from a personal page and you have not set up a business page, have that content being promoted there, then sharing through your personal page, like you are violating their policy. You're violating what they put in place to make sure every time they go to Congress, which they was at Congress yesterday, every time they go to Congress and they got to explain why there's so much fake news and there's so much this and so much that you're you're violating what they put in place to protect themselves. So they're not gonna they're not gonna hear you out. They're just gonna shut you down. They're gonna be like, bye, because you're supposed as a business owner, you're supposed to know that you need a business page. Or even down to IG Shop. IG Shop is for physical products only. If you find an IG Shop that has digital products, they have bypassed the policy that Instagram has put in place. That's in the little fine print when you say, yep, I adhere, yep, mm-hmm, check that, yep, mm-hmm. So if you decide that you want to create your IG shop and you're going to go ahead and slide in them digital products along with them physical products, if someone from Instagram catch wind, oh, they can just shut you down. You lose everything. And they don't have to explain why they shut you down either because you check those little check marks like, yep, I read it. Yep, I adhere. Mm-hmm, good to go. Give me my shop now. So it's so important to understand like how you're navigating and how you're doing business, how you're showing up, how you're representing yourself. All of this stuff is actually a full picture, right? And as a publicist, we're here to help you make sure that that full picture, we're keeping it as authentic, not clean as authentic as we possibly can. Because as long as we're authentic and whatever your message is, making sure that you are doing it right in a very ethical way, even if it's not quote unquote clean, whatever clean is, you can stand in that and people will, would respect it. And a perfect example is, you know, Jay and Beyonce. That's a perfect example. They've been through a lot. They actually had infidelity in their relationship too. And you see they're still standing. And they're still good. But they had a man, Beyonce's PR team, the best, the best ever. Like they're on, they are on my own personal bay. I'm going to keep a watch out. I'm learning from y'all list. Because even when bad things happen, 
they are, it's presented in a way to say, yep, this happened. It's owned, right? But we're the narrative. We're sharing that story. Y'all can say what y'all want. Here's what it is. And that's exactly with, with Lemonade, with 7-Eleven, all of those. That's exactly what they did. They flipped they, it for profit. Yes, yes. They, and it, they turned the pain into purpose. That purpose then turned into profit. So that was, and I'm sure, like, they had guidance along the way. Like, they had a team to help them navigate that. Now, I'm I'm using Beyonce, who has millions of dollars, but as a small business owner, you need the same thing. You can't just be out in the streets by yourself. Like, you need to make sure you got a squad with you to cover the blind spots as you walk in and navigate in this, this road of entrepreneurship. And definitely, I think that, um, again, with call-out culture right now being real strong, all it takes is one person, like you said, to screenshot your stuff or to call you out. And people are dedicated. They will find and go on any platform that you are selling on or people are viewing you from and call you out on each single one. And they won't stop block them all you want. They'll create a new account and do it again. So, you know, you really do have to be careful. And again, know how to, like you said, have a team that will help you figure out how to have that narrative out there. Yes. And how to respond to it. Because I mean, it's going to happen. And as you grow, it's going to happen. There's no way to avoid it, especially if you're scaling. If you scale your business and you grow and you have a team, something is going to happen. So the PR is there to help prepare you for when that happens to where you say, okay, you know what? I'm just going to own it. I'm going to come out and I'm going to own the conversation rather than letting the person just run free. And then I react because that the reaction is what we're seeing today. (laughs) That's, That's reacting. That is not, that's not real ownership. They like the full PR team. Somebody need to help send smoke signals, something. Cause that's, that's not it. That's not it. So as people who are podcasters, as they're, they're coming into their own, as their podcast is being recognized more and more, how would they go about retaining your services at the Ezer agency or another PR services? Is it uh, that you're on retainer? In case something should pop up, is it that you review their social media intermittently and be like, hey, red flag, this could be problematic later on down the road. What is the process to retain a, a person such as yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And and yes, it would be more of like a retainer because one of the things, you know, what what publicists do is not rocket science. It's relationship. We 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 nurture, build, and maintain relationship. That's what we do, right? If that's not the core of your business, it will wear you out if you try and take it on yourself. Because what we do is relentless pitching. We reach out on your behalf. Sometimes the stories don't fall through when we want them to. And then we have to follow up eight, nine, 10 times. And then we maintain the relationship to be like, hey, just checking in. I'm going to let you know what my client is doing. All of these things to get one story. So if you're a business owner and that's not your, that's not a part of your business, it's taking you away from the thing that you really love. So that's when you ha- you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to focus on what I love. I'm going to hire someone to help me do 
what I could do on my own, but I'm giving it to someone who loves it just as much as I love what I do, right? So in that, I would recommend either a six or a 12-month retainer. We used to have three-month retainers. Um, but one of the things that we noticed is because of that process that I just outlined, we could start working on a pitch and it not manifest for six, seven months later. And it has happened where like we've worked with someone for three months because, you know, I was, you know, lenient in the fact that, you know, they didn't want to commit for the full six or they didn't have the financial capacity to be able to do it and fully commit to that six months. So we say, okay, we'll do the three months. When that retainer is up, we're still getting emails about that, about that client. And literally we had a client, she, she actually didn't have a six month, but she did not renew. So her retainer ended in December. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, she had something published that we pitched last year. So that's us having to go back to the client, share the link. And all. that's how PR is. It's not a quick fix. It's not a like, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. We done and we out. No, it's, it's literally a process. So the longer the retainer, the more secured you are in allowing that process to flow. And, and that makes sense. Yeah. Cause that's, Cause that's connections. That's how yes. connections are made. It's yes. those little touches consistently. Yes. And, and that little, little pieces of information and then doing those so often that when something comes up, their immediate response is to think of the person in which yes. that has been touching them. Yes. So it makes sense that it's a long game yes. and, and to retain for three months, that's only 12 weeks. That's not yes. enough time to establish the report and the relationship that's needed for somebody to subconsciously automatically think of you when something is arising. Yes. Yes. That's perfect, Bethany. That's perfect. And, you know, I'd even say, you know, with social, like if you're hiring a social media agency or social media consultant, same exact thing, because they're coming in with a new strategy. They're going to come in and they're going to audit what everything is now and say, hey, we're going to do these new strategic approaches to your content, right? People are habitual. They are you, they are creatures of habit. So the moment you change something, because you have a new strategy, so it's a good reason to change something, but it will, you'll see a dip in your content in the performance and the data because it's a shift and people are not, they're looking for you to do the same thing that you did the last three months, the last six months. So when you're hiring someone and they're doing something totally new, you have to allow for at least a six month period to see the actual return on the investment that you're making. So same thing with social, like, you know, if you're, if you're hiring somebody to help you with your social media, give that time, give that time to manifest and don't immediately say, oh, this isn't working. Why are my numbers going down? It's going down because people are creatures of habit and they don't realize that something just changed. So it's going to take a moment for them to realize, oh, they're posting consistently at noon on Mondays. Oh, okay. Now I'm going to pay attention to noon on Mondays. You know what I mean? Like it takes, it takes time. And it's the same thing too, because even that's in relation with SEO, you know yeah. what I mean? SEO isn't something that you're going to see a return on investment in the first three months. Not at all. 
know what I mean? It takes time for all of that stuff to work. It takes all those articles. It takes all, you know, everything connected together. So it, it just, I think the more people start to realize that with anything that involves your image and getting yourself out there, it's going to take time. And it's, and I think that was perfect how you said that people are creatures of habit. So you're trying to gain a new audience. You're trying to gain a more engaging audience. And so for that to happen, you have to make a shift and you have to give time for that new audience to find you and to see that you're consistent and, you know, capture on, trust you, everything. And to your point, you know, even once they find you, they're going to be quiet because they're just watching for the reason of the consistency. They're just trying to make sure you are who you say you are on these internet streets because most people lie. So they're very skeptical. (laughs) So so they're coming in to be like, oh, your content is good, but hold on, let me make sure. So there will be a period where it's going to be quiet. And you're just going to, you know, you're going to feel like, what is is this working? You know, we haven't had any PR hits. We haven't had any comments on our posts. Like, is this, is this what we're supposed to do? Keep going. Because eventually it's like a, it's like a switch goes off. And then all of a sudden the press roll in we start getting, you know, feedback from, from, from reporters saying, Hey, we're going to go ahead and move forward with this. And we get in contact with your, with your client. You're going to start to see people more engaged on your social media content. Like, so be the patience of knowing that it's okay and trust the person's strategy. And I, I tell my clients that the moment that we give a strategy and you say, no, do it this way. That's not our strategy. And it's the exact opposite. Like, if that's the case, why'd you hire us? If we're going to do what you want us to do. If, why did you why did you just drop coins to only tell us to do what you want us to do that ain't been working? Can we just can we just be honest? It hasn't been working before you hired us, which is why you reached out. And it's why you said you needed this support and you needed this help. So just bite your tongue <laughs> and be like, I don't understand why. But if you got 12 years of experience from the leader and there's an agency of other professionals underneath her. Let me just see what y'all are talking about. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and test this theory out. Don't, don't hire someone to help you and you're unwilling to take the help by telling them what to do. I need a communion wafer because we are in church. Someone <laughs> give me the body and blood of Christ because... <laughs> She just said a whole sermon. Why pay the coins if you're just going to micromanage and tell somebody to do it the way that you've been doing it and it hasn't worked? <laughs> Listen, and it happens often. It happens often. And what what I tell my team to do, because some, some clients will be very firm and saying, no, I don't want that. Do it this way. Do it this way. And I tell my team, listen, you still have a voice. You still have a right. This is what you do. So you have a voice to say, okay, now what I'm, I'm going to explain to you what's going to happen if we do this, right? Give that to them. Tell them. Don't just say, okay. Say, okay, this is what you're saying, but this is why we're saying no. And this is, this is what's going to happen if we continue to move this way. 
as it unfolds, I, every single time, as it unfolds exactly how we said, then all of a sudden the, the respect for the agency shoots up because they like, oh, it happens all the time. It happens all the time. And, and, and you know, I understand like, you know, as small business owners, you kind of want to not necessarily be the experts at all that you have to do, but you want to at least be familiar with what with what's going on. So you want to know, you know, if, if we're running ads for you, you want to know how we set those ads up. Fine. If we're pitching for you, you want to know those angles. Absolutely. Totally fine. That's that's okay. It's it's more of a well, why are we doing that? Well, what that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. We have we actually have, you know, a few clients who don't understand like with tagging. You don't just tag people like, yeah, you, you know, you, yes, you can tag a whole bunch of people on your posts. Absolutely. Don't do that. Not unless there's a reason why you're tagging them. That, my friend, is spam. That is social media spam. If you're just tagging random people into your posts on Instagram, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And when the clients are like, no, we want this for the reach and the visibility and all of these other random hacks that other people have told them to do. We just say, okay, here are the reasons why we should not do it. And and we're going to move forward because you want us to. However, this is a these are the implications. And then we just monitor like crazy to make sure there's no sentiment around what we know is about to happen. So yeah, just if you hire somebody, let them let them do what you have hired them to do. That doesn't mean be blind. And, and, and blindly trust and look away. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is trust the expertise and the reason why you hired them in the first place. I agree with you 100%. And I also, I don't know how you feel about this, but I have been so annoyed recently in the past year with like the TikTok tips and hacks going out there these quick and easy hacks that people are like, oh, this is what I can do. And then they're like, oh, why isn't it not working the way? It's like, because they're not explaining to you the true like work that should go behind these things and how to properly strategize them. They're just giving you quick, the things that you want to hear that sound easy enough so that you'll like and engage with their posts. Yes, yes. And so- Okay, for the Azar agency, we're just going to go ahead and give a disclaimer. We are not self-proclaimed marketing experts. We were taught by the people who build it. So we have Facebook reps, we have Pinterest reps, we have Google reps because Google owns YouTube. That's how that works. They tell us what to do with our clients. We don't guess and we don't find hacks and tricks, right? So I also tell them that when you create the hacks and tricks, it's like a house, right? You go into someone's house. We're going to use Facebook as the example because, you know, we're there. So we're going into the house of Facebook. Facebook is saying, hey, here are all the rooms. You got all these cool features. Here are the dishes right here. This is our living room. And you're walking in. You're like, oh, this is nice. Oh, this is nice. The hacks or when you say, oh, your cup's right there, you're going to go ahead and move them cups over here because they make more sense over here. Listen, the owner of the house can be like, what the hell are you doing? 
because this is that's not how we set this up. And then all of a sudden, an algorithm shift. And when the algorithm shift happens, uh oh, you just you in this person's house. They don't wipe they stuff out because they can because it's a house and you just stuck trying to figure out a new trick don't (laughs) don't fall for it don't fall for it i i commend all of those who taught themselves it's just not that's not us we are not self-taught we talk to our reps all the time we bug them and be like listen you said to do this this isn't working and then they'll say oh this is why change this and that's why our clients see great performance not because we're telling them different hacks tips tricks and flips and all of this stuff no you you do exactly what the product is designed to do and then leverage that with your authentic voice with your authentic message with the fact that there is only one you and there's only one brand like yours then all of a sudden you have power because you're leveraging something the right way in a very beautiful, impactful, authentic format. Boom. Magic. Oh, my heart. I can't. I love you so much. God damn. <laughs> no, truly gems. I I don't know that our audiences are not listening. They're not like, oh, 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 <laughs> the entire time. And it goes back to the very beginning of what you had said and regarding finding you on Google. If you don't want to abide by the rules of this house in which you are renting, you have to build your own house. Yes. Yes. Go ahead and and build your own. Build your own. Yeah. And they're quick to tell you, you can build your own. You can do that. But here in this house, oh, this is what you're not going to do. It's like, it's like a black mama. Oh, no, no, no. As long as you under this house. This is what's going to happen. And, and again, you, you can do whatever you want and figure it out. Those algorithm shifts, those sweeps, that's not uncalculated. That is, a, that is 100% on purpose. They are sweeping. They are cleaning house to get it how it's supposed to be. Uh, so when you are not dropping the amazing gems in information, and you're just sitting in your house, in your old house, eating delicious soup from Spoonful of Comfort. Yes. What podcasts are you listening to and why? Oh my gosh. Can I just shout out my amazing, beautiful, wonderful friend and client, Elaine Fluker. She is absolutely amazing. Support is Sexy is number one. Number one. And the guests that she has, the topics that she covers, it's just in such a real, authentic, beautiful, supportive way. She literally walks the walk of what she's telling us to do. And I just, yeah, I don't miss not one. <laughs> I don't miss one. And, and she has I a also, new book coming out. Yes. Just a shout out for Elaine. She has yes. a new book coming I'm out. I'm so, so proud of her. She was our very first guest on our very first episode because without Elaine Fluker, there would be no chatting over chowder or crackers in soup. So I like, she's just held in such a high esteem. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And then my next one is the Daily Boost. I actually listen um, via Spotify and they're really quick. They're about like 15 minutes or less. Yep. Yep. 15 minutes or less. And 
Um, it's, it's literally like a boost of inspiration to just remind you, okay, this is a new day. Whatever happened yesterday, it's gone. Let's start fresh and let me, let me focus. And he always asks, did you do your homework? And the homework is about, you know, just assessing like what's great in my life. It's not so great. What can I change? What can't I change? Those things I can't change, let them go. Let them go. Those things I can change, just take the steps. And remember to enjoy it in the process. So those are definitely my two. And I I liked the second one because it, it isn't just a great way to start off your day if you find yourself spiraling into a day in which you find uncontrollable. Yes. It is 10 minutes in which you can take for yourself and bring yourself back to a mental place of how can I change so that this moment doesn't become an entire day full of bullshit. Yes, yes, yes. So, and and whenever I need it, kind of like how you mentioned, like if I just need a moment to be like, oh, this is not going right. Just to remind myself, like, it's okay. Keep going. You know, it's, it's a moment in time. Keep going. Like, don't stop. So, so yeah, those are definitely my two. And I love it too, because I also think it makes you think again. It reminds you to you know, work on yourself and be a bit more aware of the things that you're doing, saying, whether it's to yourself or others. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times when we're on this path of, you know, fulfilling our assignment or going after our purpose, there's a lot of distractions along the way. A lot. And if we're not careful, the distractions will literally take us out and we'll get so deep in the minutia of the stuff that doesn't even matter that we lose sight of why we do what we do in the first place. And when we lose sight of that, that's the dangerous area where, you know, we, we become ungrateful or we don't realize like there's literally beautiful things happening around, happening around us all the time. If we just take a moment, like literally, you know, I, so I recently gave a car away and I was looking for a, a, a woman or family to give the vehicle away to my husband and I were just kind of like who should this be we don't know and um in that process I there was something so painful and beautiful um I realized that you know we all go through stuff there's there's not one person on this earth that has something that they could be really really excited about and really, really sad about at the same time. So, you know, I was like trying to be like this creeper without being a creeper of being like, do you have a car? Like, do you need a car? Like, no, I, I didn't want to do it in that way. So I was just like, okay, how do you just ask a random person? Like, do you, do you have a car? Like, what, what do you do? So we had someone in mind and we reached out. And unfortunately, there's just a lot of stuff going on in their life. Like it's, it's, a lot of the, the stuff of, you know, the really highs and the really lows, but the really lows was like consuming the perspective. We couldn't even like infuse the idea of something beautiful happening in the midst of something painful. So we literally had to step away and we had to honor the fact that like, okay, this is their moment of grieving. They're going through something justified 100 percent 
let's allow them that because they don't see, they literally don't see that there's something here that's really, really beautiful. And we had to just continue to shift. And it, it showed me, it was like, God was like, this happens all the time. I have something beautiful for you. But because you are so focused on the pain, you don't see that there's something beautiful in the midst of that pain. You're just, it's as if you're saying, no, I don't want that. I don't want that because of this. And you're not opening up yourself to the idea of enjoying something while enduring something. The truth, the truth. And, and it's, it always goes back to people saying overnight success. Yes. When it wasn't overnight at all. Mm-mm. It was decades and years of cultivating that information and, and formulating who you are going to be mm-hmm. and who you are and being able to share that with others and onboard people into your business and, and seeing them for the gem and the genius and the lights that they are. There's the overnight successes are make it look seamless because they didn't show you all of the struggles and the strategies along the way. Yes. And, you know, leaning into the difficult parts, because if I'm honest, like the difficult moments, if I'm looking back at my business and I'm thinking of like the very early days of my business where it was like highs and lows, like you get like, you get like a hundred dollars and you're like, yes. And then the next day it's like nothing. And you're like, oh my God, what is wrong with my life? Like, it's like literally like that. But if I look back at those moments, that was the best fruitful, like seeded ground where I learned the most and got the grit for my business. Like that is, that is where it's at. So like really leaning into those really challenging moments in your business, not shying away from them, not trying to avoid them, going literally like head first as like a crazy person being like, all right, cool. (laughs) You're going to give me this challenge. Okay. (laughs) No. And truly, I mean, Bethany and I have, we, we have a, we always say we're like learning moment, (laughs) learning moment. Every time we're like, all right, we see you. Okay. We got it. We learned from it. It it sucked. We're moving past it. Let's, you know, And, and again, if it hadn't happened, you know, we wouldn't have, realize or it wouldn't have been brought to our awareness that that's something that we need now to fix so I I agree I think there's um you should love the struggle a little more because you really it changes you your business everything when you kind of appreciate that and if you're if you're not like stretched something off like if you're really comfortable and the business is just like floating and you're just like everything is great Something is off. Then I am super on. I am super (laughs) on. Something is off. Like you just like, and I'm I'm honestly I'm learning that, and and I'm realizing like my coach is Felicia Kelly. She's absolutely amazing. But with every moment of elevation, there's a level of like just being uncomfortable. And the moment you're like, okay, I got it. There's another level of elevation. So you just had a, a. be very comfortable being uncomfortable and, and yeah yeah just be like say okay this 
it really sucks. I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and embracing it, really, really embracing it. And I love like the learning moment. I love that. I love it. I love it because it also in mindset, it shifts how you look at it. And that's beautiful. Kudos to y'all. That's great. And it also, it's, it's also not to say that like, oh, you always have to wait for the other shoe to drop or something bad's going to happen because that's the right. negative aspect. It's like you're saying you have to shift your mindset and think, okay, if a new challenge comes about, I'm ready. I'm ready to deal with it, face it and become better from it. Yes. Yes. And can we be honest? Like marginalized groups, we weren't given the tools and the resources to be prepared for this journey. So you have to give yourself grace in that process and knowing that some of us are really learning this as we go. There was no one for us to be like, hey, this is what you do. <laughs> like we were, most of us were taught like, okay, go to school, get a good education, get a good job, right? Like if I'm honest, I don't even think my mom really understands what my business does. You know what I mean? Like she just, she doesn't, she doesn't my mom doesn't my yes. mom doesn't like elaine elaine was like her parents don't understand yeah. because we don't have this blueprint no and i think it goes back to elaine fluker support is sexy finding your people yes and bouncing that information off of your people and say you know like because when i'm in the thick of it Sherline will say to me, this is a learning lesson. Or if Sherline is, is in the thick of it, I'll be like, look, this is a learning. This is how we can curtail, curtail it for next time. So having those people that you can be like, but they can, <laughs> <laughs> but they can ha let you have your moment and then be right. like, okay, you're wallowing. You need to suck it up, buttercup. And we need <laughs> to figure out how we can learn from this and put some, some operations in place so that this doesn't happen again. Get your squad. Yes. Like there, like how many times have we got up on a Zoom call and we would be like, Ultimates, this shit is wild. <laughs> yes. Oh, or those, this is wild conversation. Yes. Or even just being like, I just had this like a week ago where I'm like, oh, I'm up late at night. My brain won't turn off. Want to do a late night work session and it's so interesting there were people like what's that I'm like it's literally what it sounds like you just up cranking out content doing what you need to do you make a zoom call send out the link the people up doing the same damn thing it's just gonna join you ain't nobody talking ain't nobody you may have some music playing but you're in the presence of like-minded people getting stuff done it's so cathartic and not only being able to bounce off the, the overwhelm, but also being able to celebrate and congratulate every single time you up level, no matter what that up leveling means to that person. Yes. Yes. Knowing that you can reach out to particular people and they will cheer you on and they will celebrate with you and they will congratulate with you. And you can literally feel their energy and their excitement. You have to surround yourself with the people who are going to be down for you for the good times and in the bad. Yeah. And for people who don't, who aren't just there for you for the bad. Because there are some people who love the drama and love to get sucked in. They'll be like, what happened, girl? What's going on, girl? Yes. You want to talk about it? Only, watch only, out. 
Yes, only for, for to fuel their fodder of mm-hmm. gossip. Mm-hmm. So finding that balance for the people that you enter into your life, that is the best advice. Like, it's not money. It's not financial. It's, it's finding your tribe is the yes. best business or podcast advice. Yes, yes, yes. And I will now, I'll, you know, let you guys know, like, the meaning of Azar is actually, it's directly connected to what Elaine does. It really is. So when God created Eve, uh, he referenced her as Azar Kanigdo. Uh, When Adam woke up, he called her woman. He said, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, I call you woman. Man with womb is technically what it, what it translated from in Hebrew, woman, which is woe, womb, man, man with womb. God did not say that. God referred to Eve as Azar Kenigdo. Azar Kenigdo is also referenced in the Bible during battle. And it means warrior. And it means help. Not helper, not helpmate, not second, not underneath. It's help. The reason why we so relate to this yin and yang is because that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it's designed to do. So women in creation we're designed to be warriors. We are designed to help, not be your helper, not to be second because we don't have our own stuff and we don't have our own dreams. It's to help. But we first got to know what we need help, right? You got to you gotta own the fact that you need help, right? And then you got to, because there are some people, I've had clients, and normally these clients don't work well with us, but they'd be like, um, we don't really like to use the word help. We like to use the word assist. Well, ma'am, sir, that's the problem because you're not being authentic to the fact that you need help. <laughs> you need help. And we are here to help you, not assist you, help you. You first have to accept that you need help, but we are designed to, to help. We're warriors, resilient. We can figure shit out. And that's the, that's the basis of Azar. We are warriors. Every single woman on my team, they come with some with some magic shit like it just come it's ready like okay we're gonna we're gonna help in any way we can and that's the sisterhood because you can't sit there and say yeah i'm gonna help but not once i'm done i'm done no 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 if you see your sister struggling what are we we help we're warriors so you reach back and you say okay are you good are you, you need a moment let me go ahead and finish this for you so you can have your have a moment for a second, because I got you. I've been done. I can do this for you. That's the that's the sisterhood on our on our team and how we work with our partners, how we work with clients that we serve. Like, you know, I don't, um, you know, it's, it's just it's just something that was a revelation to me that I realized, like, man, the fact that you can Google this and it tells you, oh, we messed up. That's okay, though. And that's the only time you hear it. It blows my mind. So I was like, no, my agency is going to be the Azar agency. Because literally, if you Google Azar, if, if all these articles come up like, oh, Eve was not a helper. You telling me ain't nobody changed that Bible yet? <laughs> like you, tell, you telling me? Because for society, how it is right now, it works. Why would we fix something when, you know, those in power 
it helps them. It's, it is no accident. It's no accident that women are in fact in the, the gateway to civilization. The birthing process comes through us. So don't, 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 uh-uh. And I listen, I will go to bat for my girls. I go to bat for my ladies. Like, don't even, we had one guy, he it was like a, like a, I don't know, like a consultation or whatever. I wasn't on the call. My ops director was, he tried to get funny. I said, oh, okay. Oh, okay, sir. I'm gonna remind you who you're working with. <laughs> and it cleaned up real quick. And sometimes, and that goes back to what Bethany said at the beginning, it's not being uh, rude. It's not being disrespectful. It's standing in who you are and standing in your truth and understanding that, like, as long as you are in alignment with that core, even if you have to tell something to somebody that's uncomfortable, you're still in alignment. And that is damn real. Because yeah. I'm goddamned if anybody comes for my team. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you, and, and you are in every right to be in that space if someone violates a boundary. You're in every single right. I'm like, we're inviting you into our house. Yes. And when you're not respecting the people in which who reside here, you have to go. Yeah. And if that means me giving you your money back, it's just money. (laughs) It's just money. Bye-bye. Good luck. Mm -hmm. Yes. So our final segment is this, please. And I know that everybody's going to just be sweating the hell out of you. They're going to be like, I need her. Where's she been on my life? Oh, my gosh. So, Biz, please, Altamese Nicole Curry. Yes, I did the last name (laughs) because I needed to. I needed to. Where can the people find you? Yes, yes, yes. I am literally... Altamese Nicole everywhere. 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 Pinterest, Twitter, LinkedIn. Like you can Altamese Nicole with an H, N-I-C-H-O-L-E. So I'm Altamese Nicole everywhere. You can find me altamesenicole.com. The agency is the Azar Agency. So it's E-Z-E-R. And I used to say it like Ezar. And then I realized I had a client that was a pastor. And I was like, am I saying this right? And the pastor was like, no. <laughs> no. And I was like, oh, snap. And then he just like, he gave me like the Hebrew screenshot. And he's like, this is where God did it. And this is, and this is how you say it. And I was like, oh. So yeah, I was saying it wrong for like years. I was like, oh, Ezar, Ezar, Ezer. And then I finally, I had like a pastor client. And I was like, is this, I'm saying this right? No. <laughs> That's how we said it too. But I'm grateful for that. But yes, Altamese Nicole everywhere. The Azar Agency everywhere. The Azar, E-Z-E-R Agency. I love it. I love you. I love everything that you stand for. I love your presence. I love your spirit. I love your agency. Thank you so much for spending your time and your energy and did you ever meet somebody that you just literally every time you engage with them, you just tear up? I swear to God, that's how I feel about you. Every time I engage with you, I just tear up because I just, my heart is like so full engaging with you every single time. So thank and you. Can we just be real? How we connected was through Elaine. Like this is how so it's so important to understand like the whole no new friends concept. I don't, don't buy into that. Don't buy into that. 
we are designed to help each other. And I am so grateful. I think we were accountability partners first. Like you was like, I'm checking on you. And I was like, okay, girl, please check on me. And it just- And I did. Yeah. And it grew from there. And I'm just so grateful. You guys are building something so beautiful, so impactful, so powerful. Keep going. Keep going. Even when the the numbers look stupid, y'all just be like, so that's all right. That's all right. Because this path ain't stupid, though. Keep going. Keep going. Y'all doing great. Thank you, Queen. I love you. I love You're you incredible, too. truly. Oh, thank you. Thank you for this and have a wonderful Friday, ladies. Of course. Bye. Thank you for having me. Oh, I can't. I'm, I'm going to re-listen to this right now. Thank you so much for listening to Chatting Over Chowder. This episode was sponsored by Crackers and Soup. You can find out more about our guest and Crackers and Soup in our show notes. If you loved this episode, subscribe and drop us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next time, stay stay super. super.